Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the 2021 season. Actually, I should say welcome back to the True North Racing Podcast because I'm your host, John Morrison. Man, I hope you guys had a good holiday season. Hope you guys had a happy new year. I know COVID was around. It's a lot harder to see your family and uh, uh, so a lot of loved ones. Hope you guys are sticking it out. Uh, man, I had a great two weeks off. A lot of relaxing with my kids and my uh, my girlfriend uh, with their family. Luckily, like we all live around really close to each other. They're in my bubble, so that's who we were with. Uh, but I'm back to work now. We're back doing this podcast. And this week's guest is Cameron Thompson. If you don't know who Cameron is, Cameron is a young flagger, uh, a young official, I guess you could say. Uh, man, he's he good, though. Love watching him up on that stand. But anyways, we're going to bring him in. We're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, how he got into it and, you know, his iRacing career and, and, and a few other things as well. But just before we do, we're going to hear about Jomo Medium Promotions. So sit back, relax, and let's go racing. All right, everyone. Just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, and year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, you guys, here's this week's guest. We got Cameron Thompson with us. Cameron, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you. So uh, 2020 was a weird year for you, I guess, then, eh? What, what were your plans? What, what kind of things were you going to be doing this summer? If COVID didn't hit, um, if COVID didn't hit, I was supposed to be working like three days a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Fridays would have been on Schwegen, Saturdays would have been at Flamborough, and then I was supposed to be at Humberstone on Sundays. But I'm not too sure what happened there. Oh man, busy guy. Yep, always trying to keep going. So, to get, understand this correctly, you are. What kind of an official would you consider yourself to be? Um, honestly, what do you mean by that? Cause so like, what? So when you go to the track, what hats do you wear? I said, so to speak. I'm, I'm basically faced against the racetrack. Whatever happens out there, I can judge upon. Yep. And if I'm needed, I can say something. If I'm not needed, then I don't have to say something. Yep. It's okay. really just if Doug needs my input. Yeah. So I saw you at Oshwegan the one time I've gotten to go, and you were standing down there in turn four. And on the restarts, restart, sorry, you'd be out there uh, doing the chalk for the restarts, correct? Yep. Uh, pulling the pylon for the sprint car restarts and putting the chalk down every initial start. So how did how did that come about? Um, Johnny Howell, he had to go to a wedding one night in 2019. And I guess he put my name into Doug to do it, and Doug said okay. And here we are now. I'm doing it full time. Nice. 
So let's kind of go back to this. How did you, how did all this end up getting coming about for you? Like, how did, how did this, uh, how did this all start for you? Um, I started in 2017, just flagging in the grandstands anywhere I went. I had a small set of flags. I'd go behind the starter and just kind of show them up, I guess. <laughs> I had nothing wrong with that. So, so that's how you got. So then how did you end up getting into, where, where was the first track you started working then? Was it Oshwegan or was it Flambro? Flambro. It was Flambro in 2018, I'm pretty sure. Doing okay. And what were you doing for Flambro at that time? Um, a practice race. I brought my flags and I was playing with them in turn four and Gary Colling came up and asked me if I wanted to go up into the tower. So I said, yeah. Ran and grabbed a radio and went up there. And then after that, Doug asked if I wanted to start working there and I did. Nice. So kind of going with that, so is this a passion of yours? Is this kind of something you want to continue doing? Yes. I, I eventually want to make it to NASCAR in the States, do all those, and somehow get into the world of outlaws. Yep. But also I want to start racing really bad. We've been doing a lot of iRacing lately, and it's been all right. I run with the G4 series every week, and they're a really good series. Um, It's just – I want to start racing now. I've dabbled in eye racing and want to start kart racing next year, hopefully. So you definitely got the blood flowing with going in. Uh, so how's the eye racing thing going then? Uh, it's all right. A lot of top tens, a lot of DNFs too. It's just, if you mess up in a sprint car, you're obviously going upside down. I hit yeah. the outside wall too much. Oh, that's never fun. So how did, so obviously how did you get into the eye racing deal then? Was it through friends? Was it, uh, just something you decided to do because you saw everyone else doing it, or? Um, I've been watching I recent for a couple of years, wanting it, and then my brother-in-law bought a rig for the I Excitement series that Oshwegan did. Yep. And I started using that and used that to get a whole bunch of leagues underneath me, and now I'm getting my own account hopefully next week. Nice. So you have your own setup at home. Yep. Nice. So what? Uh, what kind of what? What is your style of setup then? Uh, right now, I have it on a desk with a old rocking chair with the bottom parts cut off. Nice. That... <laughs> yeah, it, it does what it needs to do for right now. I'm going to hopefully get a new one soon. hundred As long as it does the job, that's all that matters. Yeah. So, obviously... Yeah. Um, Sorry, you cut out there. Oh. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you back. All right. All right. Well, as long as it does the job, that's all that matters. Yep. As long so, as it gets done. So you ended up getting a chance to do some carding this summer. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I ran James Woods cart at Merrittville one time. That was all right. It, it was a little bit of a learning curve, just not knowing the setups and all that. So just something I got to get more laps underneath me. Yeah, for sure. So how, so how did that end up coming about? Did you just put the word out there like, Hey, I would like to test or. 
Um, he helps with the Waterloo Regional Kart Club a lot. So I asked him one night, and he said sure because he wasn't racing it this year. So, okay. Funny fact is still sitting in my race shop. <laughs> so, end up telling tell a little bit everyone a little bit about you then, because I know we're just kind of jumping through this and kind of going back and forth, back and forth. So, tell tell us a little bit about you. Uh, uh, just kind of start from the beginning. Um, I been flagging for about four years now got all right with that successful got to where i wanted to be um kind of watching my step half brothers do what they're doing in life um now i'm just trying to get curtain done nice so if i remember correctly you got a chance to drive a dirt mini stock this like test a dirt mini stock was that correct as well uh, yeah, I went and tested Fabio Fabio's car at Humberstone. I think it was August. That was that was a lot of fun. So how did that come about? I definitely want to do that again. Um, a family friend kind of started talking with him, and then I messaged him. I think it was May, and asked if I could test that one Humberstone open test, and uh, okay with it, and away we went. Nice. So what are your plans going in for next year then? Do you plan to be on the stand or do you plan on being behind the wheel? I plan on being behind on that in the stand for 2021 for big car shows. And then hopefully I'm behind the wheel in a go-kart next year. Where do you plan on racing a go-kart? Uh, a Schwiegen Speedway. Tilsonburg and whatever place I can find a cart to race. Nice. Uh, so, you know what? We're going to jump into our fan question period here right now where fans have sent us some questions and you're going to answer them for us right here, right now. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So, our first question comes from Wally Wilson <laughs> Who's your favorite wheelman? Uh, my favorite wheelman's got to be Wally Wilson. Um, <laughs> the best one in Ontario, my favorite lap car. Um, I can never be mad with giving him the move over flex. Yeah. So he's kind of been the punchline. I got to, I got to ask this. Cause I already, I talked to him. Doesn't seem he really gave me a whole lot. How did, so why do you, why, <laughs> how, how does he end up being like a punchline for you guys almost? Um, just, just cause he's Wally. He <laughs> runs the Oscar, everything in Oscar. Yep. He dabbles in late models. He he's just a little slow. So we we pick on him a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. He seems to enjoy it and he kind of gives it back too from what I see as well. Oh yeah, he always always gives it back to us. <laughs> I'm sure uh uh by the sounds of it, like from what I've seen some through some conversations there on your uh on postings there, he seems to do all right in the eye racing though, against you guys. Yeah, he's all right. Um, normally when we're all racing together, we wreck a lot of stuff because, you know, <laughs> we're too close to each other. But once yeah. we get into, like, momentum and actually racing, he's really good. Yeah. So the next question is actually from Wally. Is, again, he's like, when are you taking your iRacing experience to the real track? Um, Hopefully within the next five years, if I can find some good sponsors to get underneath me and hopefully get a bigger car, get some more experience with iRacing and – I, I say within the next five years. Yeah. 
So kind of with that, I'm going to jump off here a little bit. Is where do you see if you end up getting behind the wheel, end up being more full time? Where do you see yourself racing? Like, um, how far do you want to get to? I want to race the crate sprint Curzo Schwiegen in the action sprinter. That's what I really want to do. But to start off, I got to start small, so like a mini stock or something. But yep. I'd probably run it on the dirt more than the asphalt. So you're looking, so obviously you want to stick to the dirt more than the asphalt stuff, eh? Yeah, I, I'd rather flag for asphalt and race dirt than do it the other way around. Nothing wrong. No. Uh, so then our third question here is going to be from Mr. Chris Pendleberry. Ooh. How did it feel getting a call from Oscar to flag at Jucasa? That felt amazing. Before I went there with Oscar, I've only been there once on the grandstand side. To have, to have them call me up and say, hey, can you come flag for us? That was the most amazing feeling in the world. Going to a big NASCAR track like that, seeing the pits full. And it was an amazing show all day. They rarely had cautions. They all raced so well. Can't say anything bad about them. Yeah. And that seemed to be like a fun, that, that seems like a fun place that to flag would be a good idea to is right there. Yeah. The track is so big. And then that flag stand, you can see that whole racetrack. It's so amazing. Oh, I can only imagine that view from up there. So what's uh can continue me here is uh um what's the hardest call you've had to to enforce from the flag stand? Ooh, um honestly, off the top of my head, I can't really think of one. I haven't really had too many tough calls. No, it hasn't seemed like it has. Uh. No, this was really only my first year full-time being in the stand, and I didn't get any backlash from it. No bad calls, no nothing. Yeah, and nothing's wrong with that. Everyone wants to – you just kind of want to keep the show going, I guess, up there as well, eh? Yeah, we're just trying to hustle along, get all the cars on the track and where they're supposed to be and go race them. Yeah. So something I've got to tell you is that out of every single flagman I've seen over the last – Oh, 15 years or so, you have got to be one of the most, how do I say this, exuberant flagmen who seem very excited to be up there uh, just waving your flags around. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun. You can feel the cars going underneath you. If I put on a show when I'm up there, so I don't mind being up there, and I'm, I love waving the flags up there. So something I've noticed is that I find that the racing ends up being better when the flagman is a part of it as well. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. Um, the flagman really isn't watching, paying attention, looking for lap cars, looking where the leaders are. It can go well still, but it can also go wrong so quickly. Yeah. And what, what sense do you, th you uh, uh, we're going with that, what, what kind of way do you think it would go bad? Um, like lap cars getting in the way of the leaders racing for lead coming in to like maybe five to go, two to go. Yep. Um, just lap cars in the way, wrecks coming before the leaders. It's hard to explain sometimes. <laughs> so with that, with those movements, I guess you could say with those uh, wild movements that you have up in the flags, where did you, where's the inspiration coming from behind that? 
Um, I watched Dale Shunneman for at least five years when I was little at Flamborough and Oshwegan. He really inspired me to do it. Once I started following him with the APC, and then I think it was – he's at Varney now, so I've been watching him with that. But really, Kyle McKenzie helped me out a lot with the dirt side of stuff. I okay. could ask him anything, and he had an answer, and he would help me willingly. He, those two are basically the two that showed me what to do. Because I, I was going to say, I've watched a lot of Oshwegan shows uh, from the comfort of my own home, unfortunately. Um, but definitely, like, I love watching uh, the flight. Uh, I'm assuming it's Kyle McKenzie still down there at Oshwegan, correct? Yeah, he's still doing it. Yeah, so I was uh, a lot of shows I've watched from down there, and it adds to the excitement of it. Like you want everything to be a show, and I feel like yeah. as long as you're it, it, um, putting that out there and uh, sh- showing it, showing it off, it it adds to the excitement. It it makes everything more of a uh, a hurry motion, I guess you could say. Yeah, it, it's. A show, like, we're a part of the show, even though we aren't racing. We're yeah. still on the camera shots. You can still see us from every angle. It, It's really just, you got to put on a show to have a good show. Yeah. What are, uh, so, uh, obviously, we talked about your plans going for, forward to next year. Um, are you flagging anywhere full-time? What, do you, what are your positions uh, next year looking like? Uh Flamborough full-time next year for sure. Um, Oshwegan full-time if it opens again for sure. Action Sprinter, I'll be around there all summer. Um, Oscar, I, I might go back for a couple shows next season. They asked me if I wanted to do a couple, so I might go do some of them. And uh, I don't know. I might see what Humberstone wants to do this year or next year, sorry. Man, it sounds like you're going to be a busy flagman next year. Yeah, I'm hoping to be everywhere next year. So, w- ruling out Chikasa, guys, I just feel like Chikasa is just a, an easy shot there. Where has been the favorite place that you've actually worked at? Actually, you know what? Throw Chikasa in there. Where has been your favorite place to work at and work and the group you worked with? Um, Chikasa with the Oscar guys is definitely number one. Um, Action Sprint Tour is definitely number two. Uh, I went there. I went to Brockville for their fall nationals with the Action Sprint Tour, and it was a really good show. Um, I ran it almost by myself with the help of their race director. Um, and definitely a third place would be uh, Flamborough. They they've helped me so much. Yeah, going from a uh, a, to a, to me, you're still a kid, but going from more of a kid to uh, a younger kid to grow into almost being one of the more uh, noticeable figures at a track nowadays. How does that kind of feel towards you? It, it feels good because I've worked my name up there. I've worked a little bit and I've gotten where I wanted to be. And it feels amazing having people know my name for what I do. Yeah. And, you know what though, like I I've I I met you through because um, you come to the track with uh, uh, Mike Cooper and and all them. Uh, so yeah. I kind of I kind of met you through Chris Pendlebury because I was over there with that, them as well. And to yeah. see you go from a 
to helping line up the cars to uh, getting a chance to go up on the flag, man, they're just, I, I just, you've come a long way, man. And, and in such a short time, and I can't see, I can't wait, I wait to see where you go forward uh, with all this. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Um, hopefully we can make it to some big teams in the next little while, but we'll just let it flow until it happens. Exactly. You just kind of got to keep going. Uh, as long as you just keep grinding, I'm sure you'll get to where you want to go, man. Yep. Um, so kind of continuing with that is uh, uh, where – I'm trying to think how to word this now. <laughs> Do you have any fun stories of being around the guys you or anything, any funny things you can say that have happened over the radio that not a lot of people know about? The Flambro radios are the most funny conversations anytime. Doug Leonard can make anybody crack up a lot of times during Reds, even just waiting for cars to go lined up. Well, we'll go around joking. Doug will throw a couple of couple of punches out there to people they'll throw them back and it just the flamber radio is the funniest thing we have now could you almost make a radio active with all the conversations that happen in one night um i don't say one night but i say like maybe two nights we could probably make a pretty good radio active is okay so what has been the okay so what was the funniest thing that was said over the radio Oh, heck, you can't tell me that. It's been so long. <laughs> I think the last time I was at Flamber was, like, September. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I think it was at Schwiegen when Sean Evans, my first night working in turn four, he came out of four and he hit the cushion so hard it lifted the front end of the car up and he did a wheelie and kept going. <laughs> Doug Leonard came over the radio and said, hold on to that fucking Bronco boy. And just <laughs> everybody started dying. Oh, man. I Doug gets a lot of criticism towards him, but I feel like he, he – I, I used to work with him over at Miska Trailers there, and he was still a good guy to be around. Is that is that still the case even though on the, on the radio or talking – being around him in general? Yeah, Doug's a really good guy to be around. He'll help you out with – anything you need if you have any questions like he yeah he is the race director and he has to enforce stuff and be that bad guy but he also is a good guy yeah he's just doing his job for sure for sure um so obviously you've gotten to do a lot of fun things uh this past year you got to be on national television uh, youtube national television i guess you could say international <laughs> Uh, with the G-Force race on June 20th there. Um, I was on or is that where you, were you on the, a lot this summer. Yeah. Were you on the first one as well? I think it was Humberstone or was it Maryville? Um, I think I didn't start going to Humberstone until about mid-season. Okay. And Maryville, I only was there flagging the September races. Okay. So your first one would have been uh, on on the G Force channel would have been uh, the June twentieth race then at Flamborough, correct? Yeah. What was what was that like? And knowing that you're up there and everyone's wa- like much as everyone's watching the racing, everyone's watching you as the cards are coming to the line there. 
Yeah, um, that first night I was up there, there was a lot of butterflies. Um, just because it wasn't really I was nervous to do it. It was more of there's a lot of eyes up here. Like, I'm the only person up here. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's really just don't drop the flags. The first yeah. couple of nights, I was kind of shaky, hoping I didn't drop them. And after the first couple of nights, it was really good. Yeah. So that was that was that was pretty cool seeing you up there on the June 20th race. How did that? How did that deal come about? Um, I got asked last season if I wanted to go up there full time for 2020, and uh, I I said yes, obviously, because I wanted it. But I think that's really how it came about. Because the year before that, I was up there for the APC show, and they liked what I did. Doug liked what I did. I did a really good job. And then that really boosted me up to where I was today. Okay. Oh, I, you know what, man? That was, uh, that, that was pretty good. And then obviously we had our little uh, show at the CVM there in July there. Yep. How did, uh, that obviously didn't go over so well, that live stream. We did what we could, but it was uh, still the best we could do. Um, uh, What's it like seeing? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be biased here and jump to the CVMs for a second. What's it like uh, being up there on the stand for the CVMs? It, it's amazing because that field went from six cars to almost twenty in one season. Yeah, John Carley has done so much good work for that whole team, and he has supported them so much. Other than a couple of those cars burn my eyes with the fuel, um, it's really <laughs> cool. Yeah, those are uh, those are my favorite. One of my favorite cars when we go to the track. So as long as they're there, I'm happy. Yep. Uh, now, what's it kind of like being up there for the for the late models? I feel like that could be a dangerous combination. There's a lot of wind. You don't you can't tell from afar away, but that flag chance flag stand shakes a lot. Like, Does it really? Just one late model underneath it, it goes wild. With a oh, whole wow. bunch of them, it goes nuts. <laughs> Oh man, that's something I didn't know about, and that that kind of makes scary me worried. Sometimes, but I was about to say that kind of makes me worried up there for you all of a sudden. But I know those things are built no, sturdy all, enough. No, all of them really do it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are. Flame Rose is. It's been there for a long time, so I hope it's sturdy. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty positive it is as well. Um, what's the yeah. what, What's the Jucasa stand like? Like, obviously, it's gonna sway a little bit. What's well, what's uh, what's that one feel like up there? Um, it didn't sway at all. That's a really solid one. Like I can move it around a little bit, but not much at all. Yeah. I like their lighting system. You have only have to flip one switch. You only have to flip the green one back off when you go yellow. It does it itself. Oh, wow. I was just about to ask you that. Stuff I've seen. I was just about to ask you that. What is your job title when you're up? Like, what do you, what is everything that you do up there when a race is happening? Um, Make sure the starts are even. Make sure people aren't beating on each other the whole race. Just some clean racing. Um, making sure nobody's being a meathead, beating on each other. And watching lap cars, making sure they're out of the way. And do you have any of the controls for the lights up there? I have all the controls for the lights. So when Doug is Doug's up in your ear, they're saying, okay, you throw the yellow, you're there pushing the the button for the yellow lights to come on yeah but as soon as doug says yellow i normally have that uh switch flipped pretty quick okay what's uh 
so you you control the lights there for the for the track you got all your flags up there do you ever get like kind of concerned real quick like how like how like how um like you may end up messing a step there and like leaving the green lights on when the when you're waving the yellow or is it or you have gotten down pretty good uh i've left the green lights on with the yellow lights on a couple of times i think i did it twice last season i had a couple different tracks but that was just some rookie mistakes other than that really just common sense as long as you do it quick enough and you make sure they're both off they're okay okay well you know what i think that's pretty much all i have for you tonight uh is there any special anyone you want to thank uh for getting getting you where you where you have been I got to thank everybody at Flamborough, everybody at Schwiegen, Doug Leonard, Johnny Howell, John Caselli, you for bringing me up here tonight. Um, every racetrack in Canada for being open this season almost, and uh, hopefully we can be good for next season. Well, sounds like a plan. I look forward to hopefully uh, catching up with you when we get back to the track. Uh, you have yourself a great off season. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, I'll I'll talk to you soon. How about that? See you later. Thank you. Um, make sure to tune in to GeForce Esports during the I think it's three weeks now, and the new season will start. You should see my name up there. Sounds good. I'll make sure to keep an eye out for it. All right, guys. That's Cameron Thompson. Cameron, we want to thank you once again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, you guys. Once again, that was Cameron Thompson. We want to thank Cameron for jumping on this week. Uh, it was fun chatting with him. Uh, we look forward to seeing him in 2021 at a racetrack near us. Um, I'm going to enjoy seeing him there. Uh, so that, guys, that's going to wrap us up for our first episode of 2021. Yeah, I can't believe it. We're, we we did so well this year. Um, I can't wait to chat with our next guest, actually. Next week's guest, we're going to have Connor Ross on. Son of NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, announcer and voice of Oshawa Speedway, Adam Ross. So it's gonna be fun chatting with Cam. Or uh, sorry, with Connor. It's gonna be fun chatting with Connor. A bunch of C's there, and uh, talk about the CVM that he's running, his iRacing career, and probably a little bit more as well. Uh, maybe some more dirt stuff. Who knows? Once again, my name is John Morrison. You guys are listening to the True North Racing Podcast. Brought to you by Jomo Media and Promotions. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Please make sure you guys are hitting that like, subscribe, share button. Share it with your friends. Uh, give us some feedback. Let me know what you guys think of the show, what we can do better. I will take the criticism. I can take the harsh stuff. Don't worry, you guys. So I want to thank everyone for listening in. Make sure to come back next week as we have Connor Ross on. Once again, you guys, my name is John Morrison, and this is the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media and Promotions. We will see you guys next week.